0: So tonight, we are going to segue into something a little bit different because Robert's not here tonight, guys. It's just me. It's weird. I've gotten so used to sitting down next to the guy that I'm like, if I look at someone, there's no one there. I'm like, kind of lonely. Robert, if you're living, if you're here, if you're watching, I miss you. Come back. Hey, what are you doing right now? Are you like playing like Animal Crossing, or are you playing Fortnite right now, or what are you doing right, I'm talking to Robert, if you guys didn't realize, I was, we're having a little bit of conversation, so, miss you buddy, love you, see you next week, anyway, so Robert will be back next week, you got me tonight, yeah, that's what I want to hear, woo, you got me tonight, yeah, all right, so the title of tonight's message is, I've got it, every time that I say I got it, I want you guys to be like, I got it. So every time i say I've got, I've got it yeah because the truth of the matter is that you do got it i know that grammatically does not make sense and i don't care you guys are on fall break who cares what the grammatical term is supposed to be you know whatever but every time what is it you know i was talking to chad trying to figure out what the graphic was going to be this week and he's like so, like, you got it? And this was you no, know, like, I, as in, you know, the people in this room, like, I've got it. So I didn't want to say you got it, and then I didn't want to leave myself out. Because I got it, too. Yes. And what is it, you say? What is it? It is Jesus. But I don't want to say I've got Jesus, because that's just, you know, that's too fruity and And I, I've got it. Jesus is it. We got it. All right? So I've got it. All right, you guys are going to get there. You'll get there. I got it. it. The spirit of Jesus lives on the inside of us. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, when we say he is the Lord of our life, immediately, instantly, Jesus makes his home in your heart. You went from living a life of, to living a life of, you just got to grab a hold of that. Because Jesus, because Jesus provides that for us. And what's awesome is, you know, the past couple weeks we are talking about being an accurate reflection of God. Being an ambassador of God. And that is kind of tying into what we're talking about tonight. I've got it. You've got it. We've got it. And there should be more people in this room. Because we've got what people need. Jesus. Amen. Say, I've got it. I got it. I've got it. I got it. I've got what people... <laughs> Robert just texted me some hearts. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Little guy, big guy. Anyway, so over in Second Corinthians chapter three, verses two through six, out of the Passion translation, it starts like this: "For your very lives are letters of recommendation, permanently engraved on our hearts, recognized and read by everybody." See, everyone's reading me. Thank you, Miller. Everyone's reading me. As a result of our ministry, you are living letters written by Christ, not by ink, but by the spirit of the living God. Not carved onto stone tablets, but the tablets of tender hearts. The Passion Translation is just so descriptive, so beautiful. We carry this confidence in our hearts because of our union with Christ before God. Yet we don't see ourselves as capable enough to do anything in our own strength for our true competence flows from God's empowering presence. He alone makes us adequate ministers who are focused on an entirely new covenant. Our ministry is not based on the letter of the law, but through the power of the spirit. The letter of the law kills, but the spirit pours out life. I think that's so interesting because it's like it's time we aren't focused on the law yes the law is important and yes the law is necessary yes there are some things that we should not be doing because God's like yo that's a sin don't do that but at the same time God is saying look if you love me if you obey me if you accept me into your heart I'm going to teach you how to live the right way I'm going to teach you how to stay away from sin I'm going to teach you how to be a better person I'm going to teach you how to be an accurate representation because the Spirit will pour out life into us people that get so hung up and so focused on this this and this and this and that and their, their focus is on religion and not relationship and a lot of times that's why people outside of this room people that are in the world or in the wilderness as some might say they've been burned by religion they've been burned by the rules they've been burned by the gossip and the the, blech, the nastiness Uh, The underbelly? Is that the underbelly of Christianity? The nastiness? There's a weird part of Christianity that's got some weird Christians and they're just like stupid, for lack of a better word. And they're just mean and they're irritable and they're judgy. But God said, John 3, 16, that he sent his son to come save the world. Not to judge the world, but to save the world. And we're meant to be reflections of that. We're pouring out life, we're pouring out love and not judgment or hate. We're not accepting the wrong thing. We're not saying that someone does something wrong and that they are okay. All we're saying is like, look, you're doing this thing, but I have another thing that I wanna talk to you about. I have another thing I wanna show you about. And we are supposed to be that, amen? Say, I've got it. The spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Say, I got it. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. I, you guys might have noticed here, I got some, I got a microwave over here. Woo-hoo. Has anyone ever had a microwave before? Yes. <laughs> anyone got a microwave? Uh, you can tell me your story about a microwave later. No, 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 not right now. Don't tell me about the, I don't know. All. all right. I got a microwave right here. Whoever has used a microwave. Whoever has had popcorn before, do you guys like popcorn? Is popcorn good? Do you enjoy popcorn? You do? You like it? Do you guys remember the first time you had popcorn? I cannot, for the life of me, remember the first time I had popcorn. I was little. I was probably real young. Now I remember the first movie that I saw in the movie theaters, it was Lion King. And I was probably like four years old. And if I'm not mistaken, I made my parents take me like four or five times. <laughs> And that was the only movie that I saw for, like, you know, however long the theater... My mom says this, I don't know if it's true, but she said, we took you to that movie so many times, and the very last time, they didn't even offer it in the theaters, and yet they played it for you. What? That'd be cool, though, if they did. It was a really cool story that I bragged all my friends about, but sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't know if anyone would just do that for some random person, like, yeah, I'll, I'll play The Lion King for you. You're a little kid, sure. Anyway, but... Who knows that popcorn makes a movie better? Popcorn makes a movie better. A good movie and a good bag of popcorn will make the movie better. Now, what's awesome is, is there's these little things called popcorn kernels, you know? And a popcorn kernel is just a kernel, obviously, in and of itself. But what's inside the kernel is where the good stuff is, you know? And I believe this is seven. This is a really weird microwave. Oh. Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. It's going to be fine. Peter, boy! <laughs> Come hither! Oh, oh, gosh. Don't unplug that. I don't know what that does. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Hmm. I feel like I saw the light on. Did you guys not see the light on? Maybe I did something. Let's try this. There it is. It got loose from the other side. (laughs) Anyway, technology, right? All right, so popcorn. Popcorn. It starts out as a kernel, but the good stuff is inside the kernel. And everyone knows if you want to have a good movie experience, you've got to have a good bag of popcorn. I myself like a butt-ton of butter on my popcorn. I love buttery popcorn, and I have yet to find a good popped bag of popcorn that is anything like movie butter popcorn. They say it's movie butter popcorn, but it's not movie butter popcorn. Am I right? Is it just me? Anyone else? No? Yeah? I don't like Thank I you, Elisa. Know. Thank you, Ashley. I don't like yeah yeah you know anyway so a good movie experience to me is partnered and paired with a good popcorn but i'm not going to go in there with a bunch of popcorn kernels Correct, amen. like if i went to a movie with a bunch of popcorn kernels feel like you're crazy and you're weird <laughs> like that's so odd no i'm gonna do something with that kernel to get the popcorn out of it so i can enjoy my movie See, we as people are meant to go out into this world with our popcorn kernels that is us. We are the pop. It's kind of a weird analogy here, but we are the kernels that have the goodness on the inside of us that help people enjoy the movie, that help people have a good experience in the movie. Or you could say help people have a good life. Amen. We've got the answer to help people have a good life because Jesus came to give us an awesome life. Jesus came to give us an abundant life, a wonderful life, an amazing life. Now it's not all about us, but at the same time, Jesus was like, yo, you follow me, you help me, you love me, I'm gonna make your life good. I'm gonna take care of you. You take care of my people, I'm gonna take care of you. Because you shared my goodness, I'm gonna give you some of the goodness too. It's like you get to eat some of the popcorn, they get to some, we all get to share this bag of popcorn with one another. And it's like perfect popcorn. It's buttery popcorn. It's awesome popcorn. Ooh, I just spit real good right there. Watch out. <laughs> so we got four, three, two, one. I got this. I really expected it to ding right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. What is that? Popcorn? Steam? Uh, I imagine. Oh yeah. Uh, so there's there's butter in there, man. Yeah. Now, you'd be crazy to say that you would not want some of this popcorn right now, right? I mean, I've got this. I've got this. I've got this awesome gift. I've got this amazing thing. That is meant to be shared with all people. I have the answer. I have the thing that's going to make your movie great. I have the thing that's going to make your life great. But I have the choice to share it with you or not. And because I'm a good person, I would gladly share it with you. Now, I say that. I don't have a lot of popcorn to share with all of you right now. But if someone can quickly come to the stage, I will give you this bag of popcorn. Okay. I was first. All right. Nope. Good job, Charlie. Now, hold on. Well, no, you can, you can go ahead and sit down. Just uh, don't, don't eat that right now. <laughs> Put it aside right now. Anyway, so the whole point of that is we have the answer. We've got what people need. People need Jesus in this world, and we are going to be the ones that take it out of this place and go into the world. Amen? Amen. Say, I got, I got this. Over in Luke 4, it talks about how Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then immediately he was led into the wilderness. Jesus, the Son of God, (laughs) was filled with the Spirit, and even He went into the wilderness to share people the good news about Himself, (laughs) which is so crazy. We are meant to do the same. We are meant to go into the wilderness to help people, to share Jesus with people, to share His love with people, to, to help them have a better life. And then even the devil came to tempt. Even the devil came to try to destroy Jesus. And he tried to say, look, if you bow down to me, if you worship me, I will give you the things that you're searching for. I will have all these kingdoms be at your beck and call or whatever he said. I'm summarizing the mess. Luke 4. You guys can go check it out for yourselves. But... Even Jesus was tempted by the devil. So that's going to say this. You're going to go into the wilderness. You're going to try to share Jesus. And the devil's going to tempt you. He's going to try to get you scared. He's going to try to get you afraid. Because he comes about like a roaring lion, like it talks about in the book of Peter. Not like a little kitten that's like, meow. No, he's like a roaring lion. He's going to try to scare you. He's going to try to shake you. He's going to try to make you freeze. But we don't back down. Because we got this. Because I got this. I got this. And what's amazing is if we don't back down, it talks over in Isaiah 35, five through seven out of the New Living Translation. It says, when he comes, when Jesus comes, when Jesus who lives on the inside of us comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. springs will gush forth in the wilderness. And streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool, and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass, grass. <laughs> Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. You carry Jesus' presence into this world and the, the lands will be satisfied. Rushes of water will spring forth and bring water to that thirsty land. Amen. People will respond to the Spirit of God. People will be healed. People will have their, their strongholds broken. anxieties will be cast down at their feet. Anything that is bothering them, if you have confidence in your God and you have confidence in what he's called you to do and you obey it and you listen to it, God it's going to make a difference in people's life. Amen. I want to turn over to Luke 19, but I thought it's just so interesting over here. It's about a story of a, a little man named Zacchaeus. Luke 19. So Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region. He had become very rich. He tried to get a good look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. Miller and I can relate. (laughs) And so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name Zacchaeus, he said, quick! Come down, I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus Zacchaeus quickly, Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in the great excitement and joy, but the people were displeased. He has gone to the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Amen. I thought it was interesting about this story because there's a lot of things that are being said here. And some of the things I want to point out here is it said that Zacchaeus was a tax collector. Not only was he a tax collector, he was a chief tax collector. And for those of you that don't know, tax collectors were not necessarily uh, the most wonderful types of people back in that time. Because a lot of times, tax collectors, they would come and collect taxes, obviously, but then they'd take a little extra. And they would tell people, like, oh, it's actually this much, when really the taxes were this much, and then they would take the remaining for themselves, a lot of times tax collectors were seen as cheats and liars and they were feared and they were hated and people didn't like them and they didn't want to be around them. And oftentimes they were looked down upon. So that's why people were upset when Jesus was like, yo, I want to hang out with this guy. I want to, I want to break bread with him. I want, to, I want to go to his house. You know, someone like Zacchaeus, it said he was short. And someone like Zacchaeus With him being short in that time, I don't know why. It was just such an interesting thing. They're like, Zacchaeus was short, but it's always on purpose in the word of God. God always puts things in purpose when he says things in the Bible. Zacchaeus was short, so his entire life, he knew he was short. He was always trying to make up for why he was short. So he was like, I'm going to be a tax collector. I'm going to be the highest paid position I can be. So he would get taxes. He collected taxes. He got money. So he probably had nice things. He probably had the finest robes. He had the fanciest wagon <laughs> i don't know he had the nicest sandals this guy was always trying to make up for something because he always felt like he was lesser than and he even tried to climb a tree he tried to do something to, to to elevate himself above other people so that he could get a good look he was always trying to make himself bigger than he actually was and a lot of times there's people in this world that try to supplement things in their life that jesus can only fill they're trying to supplement their careers. They're trying to supplement their, what school they go to. Or they're trying to supplement this boy or this girl or whatever. And it's trying to fill a void that only Jesus can fill and that we have the answer. See, I got this. You see, it's so interesting to me because it talks about how it says this. Zacchaeus. Over in verse 5. Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. I must be a guest in your home today. It wasn't like, a hey, can I come over a little bit? It was like, I must be in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down. He took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Man. How crazy is that? That Zacchaeus is a man that's feared and revered and, and just not revered. He was feared and dis- like looked down upon and people didn't like him. No one wanted to be around Zacchaeus. The people that did want to be around Zacchaeus only wanted him for his money. Genuinely, Jesus wanted to be in this man's home. So of course, Jesus, he was excited. He was like, oh my gosh, yeah, let's do this. Let's hang out, dude. Like, yeah. And then everyone's like, ugh. He's gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner. And then within the next verse, it's like, meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all of a sudden, within one verse, he's changed his life. And I've always read this like, wow, that was really fast. Like, all it took was like, hey, dude, come on down from the tree. Let's hang out. He's like, I'll give everything to you, Lord. No, (laughs) I believe that there's a lot more time that passed between verses eight and nine, no, seven and eight. (laughs) Jesus went to this man's home. His presence was in Zacchaeus's home. His presence was around Zacchaeus. He got to know Zacchaeus. He had a meal with Zacchaeus. He shared his life with Zacchaeus. He shared his goodness with Zacchaeus. And that is what made Zacchaeus change his life around. Because I tell you this, if it was a specific phrase, if it was a specific set of words that Jesus had to say to Zacchaeus for him to change his life around, he would have put it in the book. <laughs> He would have said, I said this to Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus changed his ways. No, it was the goodness of God that led him to repentance. There's no script. There's no specific words that you need to say to people to share Jesus with others. You just got to share his goodness. You got to share how good he was to you. You got to share how good he is in your life. And that is what makes people have a difference. See, I got this. We've got to start realizing that we are the ones that have what people need. Amen. You know, it talks about over in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 through 18, for the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen. All of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him, as we are changed into his glorious image. Amen. I love that verse so much. That's something that, I mean, really over this past year, that, that verse alone has really just kind of evolved in my own heart because when I read that verse, it's talking about wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And I used to think of, like, all right, every time we come into a service, God's there, so there's gonna be freedom there. But then the Holy Spirit told me, like, look, wherever my Spirit is, there's freedom. Wherever my spirit is, wherever God's spirit is, wherever the Holy Spirit is, there is liberty, there is salvation, there is provision, there is peace, there is love, there is goodness, there is joy, there is everything that a person could ever need. And it's wherever the spirit is. And the spirit lives on the inside of us. We are carriers of the spirit of the living God. And we're not meant to hold it to ourselves, but we're meant to share it with other people. Amen. I challenge you guys over the next couple weeks or the next couple months. This is what I want to see. I want to see this room filled with people that are hungry for Jesus, that are hungry for change in their life. And you got to say, I got this. I got this. We have the answer. And you might say, look, I've only been doing this for like a week. Well, awesome. That's amazing. I'm not expecting you to be perfect. Jesus isn't expecting you to be perfect. He's just taking it one day at a time with you. And that is good. It's going to get you on the right way. It's going to set you on the right path. There is freedom for everyone that receives. It doesn't matter how long you've been serving God or not. If you've been serving for a day or 10 years, the spirit is the same. And you might be figuring it out day by day. That's great. That's awesome. But share it now. And you can even be honest with people be like, look, I don't have it all right just yet, but I know who God is and what he's done for me already. I can't wait to see what he does for me next. Amen. I believe in you. Jesus believes in you. Share him with other people. Share the goodness of God. Share the spirit that lives on the inside of you. Lead people to repentance. Lead people to into this room, lead people, and not even necessarily have to be in this room, but I would love to see this room filled because I believe that we have the best youth ministry in North Alabama. Amen. I would dare say even further than that, but at least at this moment, North Alabama, I dare to say we have the best youth ministry ever. <laughs> I love it here. Amen. I love all of you. Jesus loves all of you. And if you haven't scared off yet, let's bring more people in. Let's all hang out together. Amen. Wherever the spirit of the Lord is, There is freedom. And let's share that freedom with everyone. Every single day. Search for opportunities. To share a little bit of goodness. Just like Zacchaeus. It doesn't have to be a grandiose thing. It doesn't have to be in this this, uh, crazy moment in time. It just has to be like a, yo, step down from that. Let's talk for a little bit. Let's have lunch together. Let's go somewhere. Let's go hang out. Let's stay six six feet apart from one another and and chat. Let's talk over Snapchat, let's text, let's DM. Don't get weird, don't be creepy about it. But chat with people, share your life with them. Share Jesus with people, amen? Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads real fast. I wanna pray for you. Father God, I just thank you for this word tonight. I just thank you. I just thank you for those that are in this place tonight, Lord, that they're able to understand that they have what it takes to bring people Jesus, that they have everything that they need to lead people into the goodness of you, Father God, that they have everything that they need to lead people to salvation, They have everything that they need to reflect Jesus into this world, that they recognize that they are ambassadors of you, that they are reflections of the glorious image of God. God, I say that you give them faith, that you equip them with a confidence and a boldness that they've never even understood before. That when they leave these walls, that they're understanding like, look, I've got a mission. Everyone needs to partake of this goodness. Everyone needs to understand. Everyone needs to see how good my God actually is. And you light a fire under them. And you have them running after that. I thank you, God for that calling that's on their life. I thank you, Lord, for their life. I thank you for their heart. I thank you for everything that they are, Lord. If you're in this place tonight and maybe you're like, yo, you've been talking about this spirit that we all have and you keep saying, I got this, but I don't really feel like I got this. You know, I feel like I, I just I've got something, but it's not this that you're talking about. It's not this Jesus that you speak of, but I want it. I want the freedom. I want the peace. I want to be able to help make people's lives better. I want to show people the goodness of God. I want to show people that he is awesome because I have understanding right now that he is good, that he does love me, that he didn't leave me here to to just live in my filth and live in my sin, but he rose for me. He died for me. And I want to share that with people. I'm feeling emboldened right now. I'm feeling excited about that right now. I want to be a part of that. that's you tonight and you're ready to rededicate your life or you're ready to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior for the first time, I want to invite you to do that tonight. I ask that everyone's heads are bowed and eyes are closed. No one's looking around. This is going to be a private moment between you and God. But I do want to pray for you. I want to help you get to that place. If that's you in this room tonight and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you want to rededicate your life, I ask that you shoot your hand up right now. One, two, three, hands go up right now. Be bold, be bold. Say, I want to follow Jesus. I'm tired of living the way I do. I'm ready to accept him as my Lord and Savior. I'm ready to rededicate my life. I want to follow after him. I do want to share his goodness. I do want to follow after his plans. I want to believe in him once again. I see that hand. That's so awesome. You can put that hand down. Glory. That's so awesome. Praise God. Well, if everyone repeat this prayer after me, I want to help out this one person. Father God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I accept you as the Lord of my life. I accept you as my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for cleansing me of my sin. Thank you for setting my path straight. I will follow after you. And I will accept your call to share you with the wilderness. In your name I pray. Amen. I love you guys so much. Seriously, when you guys leave this place, I want you to realize that every single day, walk with a confidence in who your God is. Walk with a confidence that the living God lives on the inside of you. He's made his home in your heart. He has good things for you and he has good things for people in this world and you are gonna be the difference that helps people see that. Your presence, Jesus' presence is what brings people change. His goodness leads people to repentance. Wherever the spirit is, there is freedom and that spirit lives on the inside of you. Amen. Amen? Amen. We love you guys so much. Go out and spread the freedom. But for now, you can go play games. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.